Hello and welcome to episode 29 of the Universe Podcast. I'm your host Leo, here from the editing table, to tell you that this is a bit of an experimental episode. This past Wednesday, the Universe held a poetry picnic at the English department of the University of Vienna, and Charlotte and I took the opportunity to take the podcast on a field day. So here are a couple of conversations we had with various Universe members about what they'd just written. Please excuse the background noise, there were quite a few people there chatting happily. Also, it seems that there is a learning process to holding the microphone to your mouth when you're talking, so in the first chat I had with Andy, I am very quiet. Please excuse this beginner's mistake and trust that it will get better over the course of the episode. But now, with no further ado from editing Leo, I send you back in time to a rainy Wednesday evening at uni with iced tea, snacks and lots of writers. You said well, what you've got here is a semantic field that you have done? Is this yes, how you, how well you the thing work? is, no it's not. Um, I haven't done many poems, so um, and today we haven't gotten a lot of guidance. Um, what we've gotten is a theme which is a, spri- uh, a dream of spring, a yes, spring of a spring of dreams, indeed, um, which is, uh, as I have just found out, not actually just a Game of Thrones thing, but it it's, is it is also a Game of Thrones thing. This is what the, it is the book title for the potentially upcoming last book of the series, but he hasn't written the second to last book now, and lots of people very much doubt the winds of winter no no uh, he was always he always wanted to conclude the story I think in a dream of spring for spring something like that um, but yeah this is not what we're here for it's, I feel like lots of people might incorporate this popular sci-fi series <laughs> or fantasy series in their stories but I've just gone for like winter turning into spring and like bad things turning somehow good so far, maybe I'll relate it to Game of Thrones, which might have been a good thing turning bad, who knows? <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just tried to collect words, like icy words, like ice and snow and glade for winter, mm-hmm. and, and words for, like, with like warmth and sun and hope, and then find a couple of rhymes, like thrill and chill, and then slowly beginning uh, to put these together. I've recently discovered that online there is something called a rhyming dictionary which yeah. makes this a lot easier. So in lieu is that a rhyming dictionary? Okay. Oh, are there now words that rhyme with orange? <laughs> I did not. But... <laughs> But it's famously like a word that doesn't have many rhymes, right? Yeah. So I suppose that was the plot of an episode? Nice. Yes. <laughs> this is uh, definitely usable. <laughs> I think it wasn't, it wasn't the plot of an episode. Like, uh, I see. <laughs> yes, Philip, yeah. Philip is lauding us. With the times. Pop, pop cultural references that aren't like 10 years old. <laughs> I, I do think I know that uh, in a certain accent the word door hinges rhymes with oranges oranges something yes. like that yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so if you ever want to write a poem about oranges that features doors in some way you could if you're talking about 
Sitch's view as the philosophy of your civil. I'm See? sure. You are already set to go. <laughs> so what rhymes? What do you have here? Winter, winter grown small. Oh no! Well, this is the part where I start actually rhyming things. And That's such a weird way but, of starting with it. Though. Well, I've never. Uh, I suppose it is, yeah. Also, I've done text speak. I wrote the number two here instead of what to call because I have incredibly little time and I like. <laughs> you have incredibly little time. No, I don't. But for whatever, I don't know why I wrote the number two instead of the yeah, word think, two here. That is correct. <laughs> um, and also, I did a new thing I discovered uh, with the last poem I wrote, which was like my fourth. So. I'm sorry if I'm a bit behind, I but I discovered. Yeah, it's much quicker. quicker than writing novels, uh, but also short stories. Okay. Are you um, using it to procrastinate? Yes, I am. Uh, no, it's just that uh, sometimes when I'm busy, I don't have a thing to bring to the universe writing group. Um, and I don't want to bring my novel, which I am still writing all the time, because. It's hard to find like a chapter that's fun to read if, without the rest of it, and the chapters are much longer than 1,500 words, so that's also hard. <laughs> so yeah, poetry is a fun way to still participate in that. It is, yeah. If you've got t the time to write poetry, <laughs> yeah. that was my issue. Recently. Oh yeah, fair enough. <laughs> and so the trick I was talking about is, which I know it's very common and everyone uses it, but I just discovered is is that you can like break up sentences, like you can have what to call and then make a break and then and the call is the rhyme um so the last line ended with small this mm -hmm. line ends with call but the sentence doesn't end at call you know it's amazing it's like it's incredibly advanced poetry bear with me like the sentence doesn't end with what to call but there's a comma and then in the next line it continues with the word you what to call you and you just told me i think the the proper name for that but i spoke over you so you can repeat that if you wish Okay. Uh, it's, I think, on drummond, or as the English say, an enjambment. Well done. I think it sounds much more pretentious like that, and I like that a lot. Good. All right. All right, I'm here with... Hi, Selena. At the Universe Picnic. You've written three lines. <laughs> Yes, and I'm very proud of those three lines. You should be. Yeah, it's, it's made for progress. I created these lines. Any line is a good mm, line. Any line is a good line. A poem is a poem is a poem. Mm. Is what I have in mind at the beginning of my journal. <laughs> to make to remind yeah. myself uh, to not have such big expectations of myself. Yes, but I do feel like sometimes um, I tend to overthink a lot, especially when writing. On the, at one point, I'm like, just write down that sentence. Even if you know it sounds crappy, mm -hmm. just write it down because once it's on paper, you can always adapt. Yes. But to get to that point where it's actually written down is always the hardest part until I'm like, no, just just write it down. Whatever happens, just put it on paper. Mm -hmm. So, would you like to read them out? Your uh, first my, my, my three lines. lines. Yes. Uh, sure. My first three lines so far are send me back on spring winds calling to the meadows what Pulse. got you there <laughs> um 
I'm not sure. We, we were talking about spring, but I don't know. The weather doesn't feel very spring-like. No, it feels very much like November rain. Yes, totally. So I was like, okay, what else can you do with spring? I was like, my father always goes this. You're in the spring of your life, and, and, and she's in her summer of her life, mm -hmm. because it can calculate that in years and then in which month you are. And he always does that. I don't know why. Mm -hmm. It's like... It's so cheesy to say the spring of your life. Also, so, I, so I really don't want to be in the winter of my life. No! It the sounds thing horrible. Is, at one point, you will actually pass the winter and go back to the spring <laughs> because you have to have, like, say, a, a standard age that you think you might grow and mm. then, you know, divide mm. it by the 12 months and then see where you end up at. So at one point, you might actually go back to spring. Is this what the song Mit 66 Jahren fängt das Leben an is about? possible i don't know i never considered that to be honest so i was thinking about that i was like don't don't write the cheesy the springtime of your life or something mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. like send me back to childhood days okay so, um, because that's not cheesy at all no but in this way it's just saying spring winds calling it's not as straightforward cheesy it's cheesy to me True. which is okay and everybody no. else can read it as sophisticated and not cheesy at all i don't even think that cheesy is necessarily a problem Depends. Sometimes it's good cheesy, sometimes it's bad cheesy. I like I think, cheese a lot. But I think, <laughs> obviously. But I think cheesy is always a dangerous thing. Mm -hmm. so. <laughs> <laughs> Philip would like you to know that he also likes cheese a lot. Thank you for your very... Uh, yes, thank you. Insightful comments. Where are you going? <laughs> Tell us your story. Are you... Oh, Philip's going to the loo. <laughs> in case you were wondering, he actually put on his shoes for that. Because here in the poetry picnic, we don't wear shoes. Yes. Yeah. But although you definitely want to yes. be wearing shoes. Yes, you would. What are... I don't know. I don't even know the word verdant. What does verdant mean? Did I invent... I, I'm pretty sure that word exists. Like very I mean, I'm sure it exists. and lush and like... Like, if you imagine you're in, in a fairy world where all nature is still healed and good, and you enter this lush forest, mm -hmm. everything is green and living, and you're like, oh my goodness, this is so beautiful and so, like, untamed, but still mm -hmm. alive and humming with life and with nature. And so you I would mean say. B before humans. Yes. <laughs> so I would call that verdant. I do think that word exists. I'm not sure right now. Yeah, I yeah. felt like it existed. Why wouldn't it? I don't know all the and words. And I think the root is something to do with green. Yeah, I mean, isn't like um, verdure yeah, something, something like that? Is what <laughs> yes. the Italians say. Well, I don't speak Italian. Verde but yes, is yes. In, 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 in the Spanish. Yes, yes. The si. Span as, as you know the language, the Spanish. <laughs> the Spanish. Oh, perfect. So, this is what I have. We'll see when. Where it goes. Uh, Maybe we can we can check back in later and we we see yes, where it goes. Yes, we'll see uh, if I can make progress in this and maybe get at least a fourth line would be yeah great progress. Yeah, definitely. All right. Oh, thanks. Oh. Now I'm sitting here with Anil and she was telling me about her novel that she's writing. So. Um, well, it's really a novella at this point. And I finished writing the first draft back in August last year. And then I gave myself a break. So I didn't go back. I didn't even see the novel for six months. And I finally picked it up in Feb. And I said, I'm going to read it. 
and I'm I'm going to read it as a reader and not as a writer, which didn't go very well. I made it literally all the way up till the third line until I took post-it notes and started making a lot of notes to the point where it's I left a blank page, right? Just for these notes eventually. There are no more blank pages anymore. It just scrawled ink everywhere. But yeah, I finished reading it again and then the problem was that I no longer remembered how it began again. So I started reading it again. And at this point I'm just making more and more notes and I realized yesterday I'm like, "Well, I really miss writing." And at some point I just have to stop rereading it and actually get back to writing it again because there's so much work left. And while we were talking if I'm going to write anything tonight and that was the plan, I'm like, "Well, today I'm going to sit down and actually open that first chapter or the prologue and rewrite it or at least try to." And I'm not sure how that's going to go. I'm really really scared. Really scared. Okay, I get that. Um what do you want to tell a little bit about your book? What well, what is it about? I mean, you you don't have to I totally know that sometimes it's yeah. too early to talk about it. Yeah. Well, it's very interesting because I can never really explain it to people. The plot line in itself, I don't think it's going to be earth-shattering. I think it's your very basic story. It can be. Um what would make it different hopefully is just you come to the table and you see these characters and hopefully you'll fall in love with, with the characters and you stay for them. There's that's really all there is to that because a, a couple of my favorite books, so one of my favorite favorite books, um it's called Let the Great Wall Spin. I'm not sure if you know it. And in that the author you have the backdrop where the tight um, tightrope walker is walking between the twin towers and he sets up the entire story with that and then you have every chapter like every section has a different person that it's following and at the end you just see how all these people are connected in their own ways and again obviously there's a plot to it but what really drives the story are the characters and you stay there because you love the characters so much even though you don't know them and they're not perfect but you stay there and you know them and you connect with them um and i think that's the kind of book i would like to write cool thank you is there anything else you want to say about this well not yet i feel like eventually when i finally am coming to completion i'd like to talk a little more about it but it's right now it's just in its baby stages and i want to really put in the work before i talk about it i get that will you eventually uh, share it with the universe uh definitely i did give it some thought i'm like should i should i get this first draft and like put in chapters just to know how it flows um but i'm also the kind of person that needs to know that they've written something proper and be happy and satisfied with it before they let him before they allow the world to have a look at it because Again once you show it to someone else it's just out there and then it's their story as well as yours and if you're already not so certain with what you've written uh you can't really take back take the feedback in the most constructive way possible yeah so eventually eventually yes cool okay i'm looking forward to it already thank you thanks 
Thank you. I'm here with Carrie now, and she has written a poem, and she is going to read it for us now. Okay. Um, rain is falling in our streets, like armies of spiders dancing around. Rivers of an ancient flood are forming on the ground. Storms are raging endlessly through a darkening night. Thunder howls and lightning strikes illuminating all in light. The fire starts from sparks alone and burns through forests, streets alike, setting ablaze all that we know within the darkness of the night. The earth stood still the day she died and peasant, merchant and the king, they wished for hope, they wished for life and stood and dreamed of spring. Wow, thanks. Yeah, I wish I could yeah, I wish I could read better. <laughs> well, I think Leo will edit edit it anyway, so don't okay. worry about that. <laughs> um does this have anything to do with your play that you're writing? No, it doesn't. Um it's just that um I I thought of Dream of Spring as a sort of hopeful thing but also the weather outside is frightful <laughs> and um, I just had this very world ending maybe it does have something to do with my play because just not because it's simply written about it but because world ending thoughts are kind of stuck in my head now <laughs> <laughs> I guess everything is connected as um, what's his name would say now um, that TV show uh, which TV show the guy who wrote Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy what's his name um, Douglas Douglas Adams no yeah he also wrote about a detective agency where the main character whose name I can't think of right now always says everything is connected and that's what I was quoting but it's a shit quote because I don't know who said it <laughs> I mean everything is connected and especially since everything is what we make of it yeah totally so, but I think it's really interesting how you write one thing and then you write something completely different and then you look at them both and you realize that they are a bit similar even. Yeah. So how is your play writing going? Did you finish it like you set out to? I did actually. I am done. Ooh, nice. I am so happy. It's the first time I actually finished something on one of my grand projects. Because like, I never finished any of my novels <laughs> until now. Like... I will hopefully finish them in the future, but I have now finished my play. Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> you should uh, celebrate that. I will. I will maybe have some more of my homemade iced tea. <laughs> Yay! And, and the cookies, they're really good. Thank you. <laughs> okay, thanks for talking to me. You're welcome. And thank you for organizing this uh, poetry picnic. It was a pleasure of mine. <laughs> Great. Hi. I'm here with Lola. Lola at the Universe Poetry Picnic. 
Lola has just written a poem. Yes. What is it about? Well, the prompt was a dream of spring, mm -hmm. and I was just. Um, I really love the spring, but unfortunately this year we didn't really have much of a spring or or much of sun in general. And I'm really lamenting that because I do quite love when seasons work like seasons. Like I enjoy the winter and I enjoy the summer, but I like having that sort of like um, thing that I look forward to and then I get there. But we haven't gotten there yet. So this poem is about anticipation really. Yeah. Good introduction. Thank you. How do you start writing this poem? I don't know, I just, um, whenever I'm writing a poem that's more nature-based, at least uh, nowadays, I focus on the Danube, mm -hmm. because I really love going to the Danube and swimming, and maybe this is very cheesy, <laughs> but, no. but whatever it is. So I was just imagining water, and, uh, um, and then I was imagining what happens on water, like, so mermaids and boats, mm -hmm. and yeah. Mermaids and boats. <laughs> <laughs> most <laughs> That's the important part of the Danube, okay? Mermaids and boats. <laughs> okay. Would you mind reading it, sir? Sure. Um, I have to say, although this is probably not conventional, I'm not very happy with this poem. I wrote this in two minutes, but I'm going to read it anyway. Yeah. Sure. I mean, this is all about, uh, I suppose, I mean, the whole, imp the whole episode is very improvised. Yeah. So okay. I think it's about improvisation. So. Okay. Sailboats, wonder of the eyes, biting across this blue planet and little mermaids scaled and sober looking towards this horizon to look for these wonders. Sailboats converging into sunsets, shining, eye-eating, biting across the bottom of the ocean, ongoing period pains, gulps of ocean water. Sailboats, the, the anticipation lasts forever in the scale of not forever. That's very nice. I love uh, your use of uh, very unconventional adjectives, uh, yeah. verbs, I mean, not adjectives, like using biting as an adjective that drives the, the action. Yeah, I also quite like really enjoy, I really enjoy um, alliterations mm -hmm. and like words that don't necessarily go together. And so the poem doesn't, I, I, my poetry doesn't really make sense. It just produces an image and I'm really attached to the production of that image. So that's how I always think about my poetry. I mean, does, the question is in how far does poetry have to make sense? Yeah. Also, like it makes different sense to where the Yeah. Um, also, <laughs> the, the assonance of eyes and ice is was that on purpose? Yeah. Okay. And I also loved Julia that you brought the period pains in there. Because <laughs> mermaids are women too, y'all. Yeah. Mermaids have periods. Yeah, me, I don't know how the biology works, but I'm assuming. Okay. Yeah, I have my I have periods, and I think of myself as a mermaid, so okay. you know. Yeah. <laughs> How does how did the the period pains relate to the? I feel like the the rest of the poem is quite like the feeling it conveys is quite breezy. Mm -hmm. It's not. It almost feels summery and less springy. Mm -hmm. um, how do the period pains that aren't such a quite nice thing uh, relate to the rest? I think. Um, I mean, a period is also a kind of a like body of water if you think about it so it's like a river that flows or an ocean that flows you know and and uh, I also sort of like wanted to bring it back to earth sort of like back to my experience as opposed to being like an abstract mermaid thing back to because humans feel pain so if I brought the whole period pain thing it's bringing it back to my body but also the period is sort of like a water flowing out of my vagina yeah 
it's very grounding yeah. experience. Yeah. That's that's very interesting. Yeah. And I, I think it's a great poem. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. I am back here with Selina. You have since finished the poem you were working on before. Yes, I think so. I mean, it's probably going to run through about 10,000 rounds of editing, but mm -hmm. for right now, I think the first draft is finished. Would you like to read us the first draft? Yes, sure. You might recognize the first three lines <laughs> <laughs> that we started on. Okay. Send me back on spring winds calling to verdant meadows long since past. Tell me of your dreams so daunting, tantalizingly close, just out of grasp. Dance me a tune of happier days, of all you are and all you've seen. Send me back to spring winds calling, to all that has happened and all that has been. Very nice. I see you've even... Have you signed it or is that just a scribble? No, that is, that is a very ugly signature. Uh, no, it's not ugly. Yeah. I like oh. it. Um... I like how your poem turned out. I think it's very nice. Yes. It has a nice melody to it. There's a couple of lines I like a lot. I like, um, dance me a tune, which is not usually how, yes. how tunes <laughs> or dancing works. I know, I know. I was going for the, I don't know, I was thinking that sing me a song of happier days, there is that phrase, either there's a song or something. It's like, mm, no. It's very cliche. Yes. And you kind of turned it on his head. Yeah, like dance me a tune. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Also, uh, using tantalizing is always nice. It's a very nice word. I like it as well. So what does it, what does it mean to you? Um, I think... I following the idea I had in the beginning of this cliche like the spring of life. I was thinking of childhood days for some reason. Mm -hmm. I don't know, thinking a lot about my childhood. So I feel like this is literally take me back to childhood. Then we're in childhood for say two stanzas and everything that is happy and then we're going back to the actual time. Um, and all that has happened and not saying whether all that has happened is a good or a bad thing. Mm -hmm. I think it can be both or whichever you want to interpret into. Mm -hmm. It's like, take me back to the reality I've come grown to. Oh, okay. No. Mm -hmm. I think. This is my initial thought. I don't know. Would you like to be taken back to childhood? Sometimes, yes. But to the good aspects of childhood. To the aspects where... I don't know, having a lunch that you didn't like was your biggest issue. Yes, yeah. Like, wait, I, th I understand how as a kid, like, some things that are now really ridiculous were the biggest incident of your life. And those moments where you think, like, you know, at one point, my biggest issue was, like, what I had for lunch mm -hmm. or that I have a good snack for break or did whichever girl that was my friend at the moment invite me to a birthday party mm -hmm. so I was like not taking away the experience that I made but sometimes back to the simplicity and how the problem seemed so big but you knew that at the end of the day or with the help of mum or dad they could always be solved because at that point a problem like lunch could always be fixed mm -hmm. I mean lunch, lunch still is sometimes <laughs> a problem but yes. uh, mum and dad aren't I agree. there to finish it anymore <laughs> true true um, 
but yeah, to, to that aspect, to the simplicity, to where a problem really was like a problem for an hour or a day, and you would have forgotten all about it on the next day. Okay. Thank you. I am back here with Andy. Hello. Who was the the first one today on our podcast? Hello. Uh, how many lines did you have? You had like three lines or yeah, two like at the beginning. Uh, his poem is now finished. In a manner of speaking. Uh, what manner of speaking would that be? Um, you will you will hear. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, would you like to go ahead? Yeah, sure. Um, uh, so the theme was a dream of spring, mm-hmm. and I did make it slightly Game of Thronesy. Um, and this is uh, the poem which is called "Salty About Thrones." Um, for like amazing historical title, context, uh, the fifth episode of the eighth season just aired. Oh, okay. Are there spoilers? There are no. Only like opinions of quality, and even that is very metaphorical. Okay. Winter. When have you grown so small? I don't even know what to call you who used to bring cold and ice and chill, every gust, every glade, every gale, unforgettable thrill. Winter. Your terrible beauty once inspired love and wrath and fear. Now, nostalgia alone may steal you a tear. Perhaps, winter, you freeze leaf, stem, bud and flower. But the root remains and ending it is beyond your power. Perhaps, winter, it was never true fear, true horror. Perhaps your nightmares could never stay till tomorrow. No, winter, no longer do I tremble, hit by your icy blast. Now, Not now that I see it will not last. No, winter, my infatuation is done. No, winter, I must needs turn to the sun. No, winter, I can finally move on to the spring. No, winter, in the end, you were but a fling. Thank you. <laughs> Thank uh, you. The combination of the must needs very much reminds me of uh, the ContraPoints character, Mrs. Miss Foppington. Oh. It must needs be remarked. <laughs> I, do, I do love her, and I feel she would be very offended just being called Ms. Foppington. I feel oh. like she has like 20 titles, probably. True, probably. She's like first of her name. Yeah, and at least like the, the Lobster Queen or something as well. So Probably, yes. It's a very interesting idea for me to, to write about Game of Thrones in a poem. Uh, a nice combinations or a combination of culture and genre. Um, <laughs> Thank you. I wonder. I wonder if there is a scene out there of people who write poems about Game of Thrones. I I, I wouldn't know, but I just in general like the online. Uh, presence of the fandom of Thrones is so gigantic that I feel like it must exist somewhere in the depths of the internet. Yeah. Um, I haven't encountered them. I don't think. Yeah. How was your What was your writing process like? Well, as I remarked upon before, I did a semantic field to wintery stuff and spring-like stuff, mm-hmm. and then I sort of I hit upon this uh, nonsensical idea. <laughs> And uh, I, I quite like being overly dramatic. 
<laughs> about small things. It's Certainly fun. Certainly is dramatic. I also tried to read it dramatically. However, I didn't like write out a very clean version of it, so I have problems with all of my small corrections and things I crossed out. So You definitely switched into your, your reading voice. <laughs> After a like, while? Like halfway through. Okay. Right? It was totally like, uh, oh, that must oh, narrator man is back must again. Must have been interesting. <laughs> no, I like it very much. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and have fun at the picnic, Mr. Reporter Man. Thank you. <laughs> I have found my, my next victim on the hot table of podcasting. You are... Hi, I'm Ricardo. <laughs> and you have four lines. I have four lines. That's a start. Yes. How'd you get there? Well, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, I was trying to do something I wouldn't normally do, which is rhyming. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I just looked up some words that rhyme with spring. Because that's our theme. Did you go to rhymezone.com? Yes. Who is not unsponsored today, but they could be. Ah. <laughs> Hit me up. <laughs> yes. Should I just... Yes, just read us. My very good four lines. <clears throat> I don't feel like spring, even less like a living thing. Being colored in all the colors of a starling swing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Let that simmer a bit. <laughs> a lot to take in. Mm -hmm. I, li I like the metaphor of being coloured in. It feels so... I don't know. Because there is... Okay, I'm getting very philosophical here, maybe. <laughs> it's okay, it's okay. There's like a lot of feeling to colour. Mm. And being coloured in then would mean that you are not in control of yes, the exactly. feelings. Exactly. Somebody else is determining yes. what you're... And taking a passive role in the colouring part. Mm -hmm. Yes. Others. Oh, it makes me think of, you know, uh, there, there is poems these, poets these days who have their poetry collections with drawings underneath mm. their poems. Mm. And this would, I think, fit very well. You know, you've yeah. got like a half-built-in figure <laughs> underneath of your poem. Yes. I, I think it would work very well <laughs> for somebody who can draw. Can draw. Yes, which I so sadly can't. So. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> well. Where do you think this is going? <sighs> do you know where it's going? I, um, not really... I might just finish it there. Okay. <laughs> just leave it at the four lines because mm -hmm. I have no idea what to do with it. What was the first impetus? Like, where, did you, where was the start? Like, did you have like a certain phrase in mind or like a feeling that you wanted to write that? I guess I looked out of the window and I re realized, okay, it's May. It's freezing. Mm -hmm. so it's horrible. It yes, horrible. It doesn't feel like spring. Mm -hmm. So that's where I got the first line from, and that was my starting point. And mm -hmm. from there on, I just rhymed. Maybe you could also do like like Andy, like a semantic field, and then you could in the future take this semantic field, kind of get into the vibe again, mm -hmm. and then try again. For the poem. I might do that. I've recently discovered that you can try again when it comes to poems. You don't have to leave it the way it was the first time you tried. Interesting, interesting. So a big revelation. Yes. <laughs> I might, I might do that. Okay, if if you continue to write uh, on with us, let me know. We I shall will. talk about it again. I will. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> this was episode twenty-nine of the Universe Podcast.
If you enjoyed it and would like to hear more of us, make sure to subscribe to the Universe Podcast wherever you're listening to it. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review to tell us what you think and help other people find the podcast. And tell all your friends about it. Comments? Questions? You can reach us on Twitter, we're at PodUniverse, on Facebook, or on our email address, podcast at universe.univ.org. This podcast was edited and hosted by Leonhard Engelmeyer. The co-host for this episode was Charlotte Zertz. The people we chatted with were Andy, Selina, Anmol, Carrie, Lola and Ricarda. I hope you visit this planet in the universe again. In the meantime, stay safe in space. Thank you for listening.